episode three of Schumann Says. We had to take a few weeks off, had some technical difficulties, uh, Thanksgiving break, but we're back and we're ready to go with another episode. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Uh, coming off Thanksgiving break, had a good week, um, a lot of sports, a lot of things going on at Fork Union. Uh, a lot of people in the news, so uh, we're pumped up. Let's get it going. Yeah, I agree. It's been a uh, it's been a, a you know a crazy few weeks. Again, um, we've had some te- technical difficulties, as you can see. We've upgraded the microphone situation a little bit, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this thing. Starting off with the college football update. Uh, so a few weeks ago, in the last episode, we kind of guessed where the playoffs would end up, and we were mostly right, but. Alabama suffering a few losses kind of threw a wrench into that system. So we currently have the playoffs sitting at number one, LSU, number two, Ohio State, number three, Clemson, and number four, Oklahoma. Who do you think is going to come out of this one, Coach? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, support Clemson all the way through. I think uh, Ohio State-Clemson is going to be a great game. Wouldn't shock me. It's 52-49. But, uh, you know, we got – uh, Matthew McMahon on the Clemson squad, and uh, it's going to be nice to watch the uh, playoffs and uh, see that's the only uh, former player we got out there in the playoffs. So uh, we got to support him and see if Clemson can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was kind of surprised to see Clemson sitting at number three. I mean, I understand coming from the ACC, it's a weaker division or, or uh, conference, but um, I thought that they maybe should have been a little bit higher. I think they're way better than number three, at least. Uh, but, you know, it will be an interesting matchup between number two, Ohio State, and Clemson. Um, and then LSU, obviously, facing off against Oklahoma with Jalen Hurt. Should be pretty interesting to see what happens there. But uh, so, you think, so you think Clemson's going to take it all? Right, I think Clemson's going to take it all, and I agree with you. I thought Clemson, you know, they're the national champions. They deserve a chance to be ranked number one and have these people try to dethrone the national champs. Yeah. Um, even though Dabo, you know, I got tired of Dabo's press conferences <laughs> and his sparring back and forth with everybody. But, um, you know, I think Clemson deserves uh, a good shot. But Ohio State is wicked now. The way they've been beating the crap out of people, same way with Ohio State basketball, man. They've been yeah. killing people. So, yeah. uh, hey, Let's have the highest state Clemson first round. Let's check it out and see who wins and then move on. Now, LSU's pretty good, too. Got to give my man credit. True, true. LSU, uh, you know, again, the thing I think that LSU and Clemson have in common is, is just, you know, speed, first of all. Um, but, yeah, it should be pretty interesting to see how this all winds out. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Jalen Hurt might surprise some people out of Oklahoma. Uh, you know, he's not going to go down without a fight, at least. So, it should be interesting oh, to see how that goes. Yeah, we're rooting for him as well. Anybody that can show that, uh, you know, um, you might be able to fail. You might be able to uh, someone uh, uh, be put over you. And you come in, you win a game, a playoff game, and uh, to get them in the championship. And then – uh, graduate and go off and uh, pull Oklahoma together and get them in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's going to – I think that's a better scenario than having uh, Nick Saban in there with Alabama again. Uh, the mm-hmm. same old, same old. We got Oklahoma in there with a Alabama transfer. We got LSU in there with a Ohio State transfer, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I think three out of the four uh, playoff teams have transferred quarterbacks. So, uh, good. 
good good for transfer world and yeah. good for uh, college football. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that um, portal's being uh, <laughs> overrun here by a lot of transfers. It is yeah. definitely being used quite frequently. <clears throat> um, yeah. And you know, it's weird because you'll see stories where the NCAA will deny you know a player for whatever reason, but it always seems that the quarterbacks have no trouble. Qu- quarterbacks have a free free express lane. Just Easy move pass, anywhere you want. Yeah. yeah. And Play I think, wherever you want. And I think Jalen Hurts has been in the playoffs for. All four years, oh, he's yeah, been in college. Five, yeah. five years, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, he's been there before, and you know it's it's going to be interesting to see if he can, uh, you know, lead Oklahoma to a little bit of an upset there. Um, in other news, we have some, uh, you know, obviously the ties with Fork Union and, and, and Virginia Tech are well known and well established. Uh, so we have some coaching changes over there. Why don't you tell us about that, Coach? Yeah, um, their DB coach got released, which I didn't know much about. I know he came from West Virginia and uh, looked like they were pretty solid at DB with Kayla Farley and a couple of the young kids. Um, but, you know, you hire a new uh, defense coordinator. I guess you got to let him bring in his contacts and get, bring in his people to uh, get that defensive going. I thought Charlie Wiles would be um, released. That did not shock me because he's a – you know, a, uh, a Bud Foster guy and uh, supported Bud for 26 years there on the defensive line. So uh, that didn't really bother me. Uh, on the offense, on Burden, one of our guys uh, kind of bothered me a little bit. I thought, you know, Zon needed an extra uh, shot there to keep it going, keep our ties going, keep 757 going. Mm-hmm. National known recruiter. But, uh, you know, it's college football. Uh, I talked to him Sunday. Uh, when I heard the news, he said, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on and uh, find another job. So uh, he's confident, and uh, we feel he'll bounce back with no problem. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll have any trouble finding a job. You know, I've been – obviously, I went to school with Zahn. Uh, he's a Fork Union legend around here. We love the guy. Um, so I don't see – I don't foresee him having any problems finding a job out there. You know, he's he's did a great job, uh, like you said, recruiting the 757 area, which – is a gold mine for players if you're if you're looking for you know that quick speed coming out of the beach uh he's a guy that can get those dudes for you so i don't think you'll have any problems um finding a job but what do you think about the new hires good good bad indifferent oh yeah the arkansas hires perfect i thought sam Pittman uh deserved a hire with arkansas and uh i wish we could some way either send him a note or find a way to contact these new people um Memphis, I don't know why people are using Memphis as their launching pad. Doesn't seem like it really pans out to me. So the, our Memphis coach is going to Florida State, see what he can do. He's bringing yeah. in new blood and stuff like that. I like to hire with uh, South Florida, um, the Clemson offense coordinator going down there, uh, receiver coach Jeff Scott. I like that. But I wish, you know, South Florida, we could help them. We got great players still left here. That if they will call us or email us, we can get great players out. You know as well as I've been when your history here and Bashan's history here, if you make plays in high school and then come to Fort Union make plays, you're going to make plays in college. Oh, We've yeah. seen it. We've seen it here. Uh, well, we got an undergraduate receiver who dominated, made plays that was uh, mystifying to me on the sideline to watch. So you know he's going to make plays in college and go on to be pro. So – you know, if anybody that's an Arkansas fan or a South Florida fan or a Memphis fan that has a in route to these new coaches, tell them to give us a call. We got we still have great players left over. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
there is no shortage of, of players that can come in and help you guys right now. So I mean, the biggest name is Russell Wilson. We watch him make plays here. He makes the same plays in the pros that oh, yeah. we watched him make here. Oh, yeah. As he runs around over here and looks back and throws or boots and so on and so on. So, uh, I mean, with uh, Moss's kid, I don't know why someone in Arkansas or Memphis or South Florida or even Clemson come in and they should grab that guy. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been kind of surprised that we haven't had more, uh, you know, love shown that way. But, you know. That's recruiting. There's still time. Exactly right. That's recruiting. And, for some reason, you know, even though we have the track record, coaches are always skeptical about what we tell them. Like, we're trying to lie to them or something, you know. Like, we're giving you a bad player. We're trying to sneak one past you, which has never happened in the history yeah. of Fork Union. So, I don't know, I don't know why. The uh, same. They think 1975, um, I was the right guard and had to go to VMI. I knew I was better than the left guard. He went to Alabama. I was hoping to go to UNC, <laughs> but I took the VMI route. Hey, to this day, I'm a better athlete than uh, the left guard who went to Alabama, but that's the way it is. Their eyes, some people have, you know, eyes for their program. So, yeah, you can I, live with it and just move on. It's a totally subjective thing. It's tough, and it's tough to sometimes convince those guys. But speaking of VMI, uh, you know, we mentioned them before. we got to give them another shout-out. They went out uh, in the last game and got a win versus uh, UT Chattanooga, I believe. Ending the season with five wins and coach of the year. I think you asked me about that game, and I'm pretty sure I said I was leaning VMI to win. Yeah. That uh, they always play them hard uh, at home, UTC. Uh, they did win that, got their fifth win. Scott Wackerheim was uh, Southern Conference coach of the year. Um, I think the quarterback and maybe the, run, uh, the running back, Tom Haskins, was there the last game to watch him mm-hmm. break Tommy's record. I think it was a touchdown record. So, uh, a Fuma alum there supporting VMI. But uh, hats off to VMI. Anytime you can get five, six win plateau, it's a great year for VMI. And hopefully they'll recruit enough to uh, get them up to seven wins next year. So, a big difference, a two-win campaign or – one win campaign the year before, now five win uh, campaign. So, hats off to Scott and his staff. Keep it rolling, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely a uh, big turnaround, Never especially. Yeah, I mean, for thirty five years, I think it's been two, three wins if you're lucky. Yeah. So, uh, Coach Walkenheim out there definitely doing something right. I mean, you take out Marshall and Army and replace them with some one double A's. Yeah. Marks, uh, Davidson or something like that, they, they would be a seven-win unit. So, uh, they're true. they're probably happy and they're positive. Keep it going. Yeah, we Keep just got to hope that, uh, you know, nobody comes and steals Coach Walkenheim between now and next season. But, we'll you know, we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, speaking of Chattanooga, another Fork Union connection out there, Coach Malone has done some serious recruiting and picked up a few PGs for that squad. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's having a good uh, recruiting year with our school. He visited three of our players, and he signed two of them. So two out of three, I'm a 67%. It's a good, it's a good recruiting situation. Yeah. Uh, our offensive lineman, Jack, what's his name? Jack Murphy, coach. Jack Murphy, I've been standing in the cold waiting for Pete Summer. <laughs> Those Murphy athletic director duties. Was offered, but he wants to go ahead and pursue Marshall, try to play in some bowl games in his life at Marshall, so uh, we lost out on that one. But uh, uh, Coach Malone got it, got two out of three, so that's good. Yeah, it's good to hear. You know, um, Coach Malone coached me when I was at VMI, so 
it's good to see he's still out there doing it and getting some, you know, continuing the VMI, uh, the, the Fork Union recruiting cycle, which is great. Um, and we got to shout out to Sean Clark because he's now the interim coach, head coach at Appalachian State. So oh, nice. Probably be the head coach during the bowl game. And he's a Fork Union graduate, and he's down there at Appalachian and what, they're 12-1. and one. Uh, Almost went undefeated. So hopefully – uh, he'll do well and become a head coach at Appalachian State University. He's a graduate of Appalachian. He went down there with Dexter Coakley, and uh, we're happy for Sean Clark. Yeah, and speaking of uh, you know guys in bowl games, um, next week, if you tune in, we'll, we'll be doing kind of a recap of all the players that we have in the bowl games. Uh, it's probably going to be a substantial amount of players because it always is. Um, so be sure to check out, uh, look out for that. Uh, one more update uh, I wanted to mention um, – was to keep the people apprised as to what's going on with Larry Elder. I, I, I heard he got some offers recently. Yes, sir. Larry Elder picked up three um, <clears throat> offers during our football festival, our last festival on uh, Thursday, November 20th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he has picked up some more. He's visited Long Island, Brooklyn. I uh, like that visit. Once he got back uh, this week from the visit, he just received an offer from Norfolk State. He's trying to get down there this weekend to check the school out so that he can make an early decision and get ready to enroll second semester somewhere. Um, Our administration brought Larry back to keep him focused, keep him out of um, trouble over there in Richmond. So he's working here. He's lifting. He's uh, mentoring our cadets and uh, helping us in the business office and being just a Johnny on the spot type of guy. So Larry's been here since the sixth grade and, uh, we're still trying to uh, get it done, get him done, and get him in a good spot. So yeah. that's off to Larry and everybody is recruiting. Exactly. I mean, you know, he he pretty much embodies the Fork Union mission that we are looking for. Again, if you're if this is your first episode watching, you don't know anything about him, hop back on one of the earlier episodes. We talk about him and give you a full uh, kind of rundown as to what's going on with him. But like Coach said, been here since the sixth grade. Um, and finally now is, is done with his PG year, and we, again, hope, hope all the success for him. So uh, it's great to see that he's finally getting some of that love from the, the recruiting um, at the college level. Shifting gears here a little bit, we're going to jump into some NFL news. A uh, lot going on in the NFL world recently. Um, but as, you know, as a Washington sports fan, the first thing I want to talk about is the Cowboys because they are kind of, you know – in my mind, habitually overrated, but that's, you know, just being a fan of the Redskins. Is Jason Garrett going to survive this season, Coach, or what? No, I don't think he's going to survive. I think if he loses one more game, the pressure is going to build on Jerry Jones, and he's going to have to fire him. It seems like, you know, and Jerry keeps spouting his mouth that, what, two weeks ago he said something on a radio show that came back to haunt him, and mm-hmm. and they, what, the Cowboys show up and get crushed. To what they're in a three-game losing streak right now. Yep. So if they keep on losing, um, I don't see how you can keep them. But you know he has a young offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who just got out of pro. So I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator, the head coach, or the guys or what. But uh, it seems strange to have a great offensive line and it seems like their defensive line is legit. They got the Notre Dame linebacker. They got. Uh, uh, a couple of other great players yeah, there. Great and, receivers, uh, great all kinds receivers of guys, yeah. And just can't get it going. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, Jason Garrett will uh, turn it around and get into playoffs because 
you know, two wins will get them in the playoffs. Three wins will get the Eagles in the playoffs. I don't think there's enough games left to get the D.C. guys. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yet. Now, if they had won versus Green Bay, there might have been a scenario in which they could have gotten in. But I, I don't – I want the Redskins to lose all the games <clears> at this point. I want, a, I want a good draft pick for them. Um, and, you know, it's just funny to watch – the NFC East right now is just, hey, no, you go to the playoffs. No, you go to the playoffs. No, you go. It's like they can't decide who, who's going to, uh, you know, dominate in that in that division, and it's just kind of sad to watch at this point. But I think that they'll probably end up stumbling in uh, to the playoffs. They'll get knocked out in the first round, um, and that's the best-case scenario for them at this point, I think. Um, yeah. And if they do that, maybe Jason Garrett holds his job. Uh, again, as a Redskin fan, I want him to stay there forever because he's not that he hasn't really done anything with them yet. So keep him there as long as you can, and keep them in mediocrity. So what do you think? I mean, the last rumor I heard was Tony Romo was a guy that they're targeting to be the head coach. That would be interesting. You know, I, personally, I like Tony Romo on commentary. I think he does a really good job giving the fans a lot of insight as to what the quarterback sees and. You know, if you watch any of those games that he calls, he's always pointing stuff out as to yeah. what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. So he obviously has the knowledge. Um, I think it might be a good a good thing. I, I saw another thing about uh, Troy Aikman might might be Troy Aikman, maybe Troy not a coach, Romo. but a GM role yeah. or something like that. Well, it didn't work at Denver, so yeah. Hopefully, Troy's got a better eye than uh, the guy at Denver. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, it's interesting to follow. I'm a you know. National Football League East Division person. So it's interesting to follow the Eagles, see what their skins are going to do. But it seems like the skins, even when they have high draft picks, either something goes wrong with them, they mm. blow out a knee or Achilles or something. They just can't find the right people. And, I mean, I don't think <clears throat> the outside backer from Purdue, I can't remember, it's so like I said, I'm still thawing out. But Carrington? Carrington uh, yeah. just lost the Her game Her through yeah. concussion. I mean, I don't think he was a high draft choice. I think they Kerrigan, got him. Sorry, Kerrigan. Yeah, Kerrigan. I think they got him third or fourth round, yeah. and he made himself into a great player and mm -hmm. went on, what, 139 straight games. Yeah, he just missed his first just game last week. his first game. Yeah. But, you know, we come into the season, and they're enriched. We hear all this, how great their defense is going to be, how great their defense is going to be, and we're sitting here, what, three and nine? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's that, that that whole that whole situation over there is a dumpster fire. And, and speaking of that, do you think they're going to fire the GM? I think. I mean, personally, I think they need to. But what do you think? Yeah, they got to fire him. Yeah. Are you I talking about Bruce Allen? Bruce Allen. Yeah. Fire Bruce Allen. Get him out of here. They should hire us. <laughs> hey. I agree. We can hey. do a better job. I will, I will hire you in a heartbeat, at, Coach. Yeah. We looked at more talent in our lifetime here that we can figure out who to draft. Oh, how, I agree. Do a way better job. I mean, how many we video don't need analytics no. to figure that out. No. I mean, or same Chip, way what? How yeah. many videotapes have me and you watched back in the day? Just popping, yeah. them, popping them in being like, what do you, Coach, I'm like, what do you like? Hey, that, I'll tell you, the, the, that skill is, is something you can't, can't learn. Uh, One we, step. One step every five yards. There you That's go. All we've looked at for like hash number sideline. If he can do one step every five yards, take him. Boom. <laughs> That's easy. You know, um, I mean, we could we could, could travel around and host these guys and test them and go to combines and say, hey, one step every five yards and big guys. Hey, yeah, I'm telling you, I know, I, I 
I know for a fact that, you know, Bruce Allen's record has obviously been losing. They don't get anybody at the home games. Uh, that stadium is basically – it's basically all away games for the Redskins. And all that has to do with the GM in the front office. So, That's hopefully – That's crazy, too. You notice that trend that of the uh, traveling teams are starting to fill yeah. up steal uh, tickets or I don't know. How I mean, because they're it, so cheap as it is, you yeah, know? It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how that's happening. I mean, especially if you go back even 10 years, the Redskins were sold out every game no matter what. And now you can't, you can't beg people to go to these games. Man. So they've obviously got some work to do with the fan base. Firing Bruce Allen would be the step in the right direction. Hiring Coach Schumann would be the next one. So if you're out there, Dan. Hey, man, we can do this. Let's get it going. Uh over to another team that's kind of in, uh, you know, been in and out of the news, uh, the Browns. Think they're ever going to be good, coach, or what? I think John Dorsey has a great eye as a uh, GM. He's getting a lot of talent in there, and now he's got to get the right head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kitchens is the right guy right now. I think he's got to get a guy in there that uh, uh, can coach these guys up and uh, get them better. I mean, they're moving them, what, they're on a three-game win streak now. They, I think they won three, they lost the Steelers. Yeah. Steelers got him, the duck call guy got him. Yep. Out of uh, Sanford, who's <laughs> yeah. Southern Conference guy. We're Southern yeah. Conference guy. So, um, I think John's going to turn around, keep getting athletes in there, uh, figure out what to do with OBJ, mm-hmm. see what he's going to do, and then uh, find a great coach and uh, – Move on with it. So. Yeah, you got a lot of personalities on that team to deal with. I think you kind of need a coach with a personality to kind of rein that in and, and get them all on the same page. I think what happened to Bandwagon was like they're going to make the playoffs and do this. But, yeah. I mean, you know, they got six wins and so then get two more, get to eight wins, it would be a lot better than what Hugh Jackson's ever did and just build off of that. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, one of my good friends is a Browns fan, and he came into this season thinking exactly what you just said. Hey, eight wins is a – Major plus. We had we haven't had wins like that in yeah. years, so something to build off of. Uh, also, again, again, in case you didn't know, John Dorsey is a Fork Union guy, so uh, that's you know always nice to see those dudes out there succeeding. Last point here, Coach. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we asked you your Super Bowl prediction. You came up with Houston and Seattle. Are you sticking by that, or do you want want to change it now before we get? You know, into the end of the year, into the playoffs. I'm staying with it. I'm going to stay with it, even though Houston, you know, got beat by the Ravens. Beat up pretty good there. Yeah. But I'm going to stay with the Houston Texans. I think they're due. And uh, I like what Seattle's doing. Um, they're still maintaining. I think they, right now, because everybody in the West is so good, I think they're going to be a wild card pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what most people who win the Super Bowl come out in a wild card yeah. area. So I'm going to stay with that. I think uh, Russell Wilson's doing a great job and uh, maintaining his MVP type caliber year. So uh, right now, I'm not going to jump on Baltimore. Everybody wants us to jump on the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, but I'm going to. I'm going to hold off on that and stay with my picks. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I think uh, at the very least. Baltimore versus Houston, Seattle versus San Francisco is probably where it's going to end up, and that's going to be some pretty yeah. good games. And I'm not down on Barma. I love their running back, Ingram. Yeah. I love him out of Alabama. I uh, love uh, Lamar Jackson uh, coming out of Louisville. I watched him uh, because he's an ACC uh, caliber player that we watch every other weekend here. I mean, we're not down on Baltimore, but, um, you know, I'm going to stay with my pick. And uh, – See what happens. See yeah. what happens uh, 
See what happens with my picks. Yeah, we'll check. We'll, we'll keep checking back. Obviously, you know, playoffs coming down the line in a few weeks. Uh, shifting gears once again, let's get into some Fork Union news. Coach, why don't you update us as to the success of the basketball program that we have going on right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our middle school team went down to VES um, today, 151-28. They're 2-0. and They're going to be back on the hard wheel uh, tomorrow at 5.30 playing Nelson's uh, ninth grade team. So we're hoping to get another victory to get into Christmas break undefeated. Our junior prep, our JV team is 3-0. and uh, They're dominating people. Um, our prep team is uh, moving in the right direction. They just beat Christchurch down at Christchurch in a hostile environment. They beat them by 13. Collegiate just beat Christchurch by 11, so it's given us. We're right now, I, I think we're even with Collegiate when we play them, so it's going to be nip and tuck with them when we get into conference play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're moving in a great direction with our high school basketball. And uh, PGs are doing well. They're 9-3. and three. Oh, nice. uh, Just uh, had a great game Monday against Richard Bland, dominated them. We're heading into our uh, Christmas tournament this weekend. We got Hargrave coming in. We got Bristol Prep. And uh, we got an international uh, style team coming in. So it's going to be two games Friday night, two games Saturday. It's going to be great basketball. Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, especially when you hear that the young guys are doing really well. I mean, because that's good for the future. You know, as long as we can keep them around, uh, you know, that'll transition into the prep team being good down the line and, that's obviously uh, a plus moving forward. Uh, notice we had a swim meet yesterday. How did that go? Swim meet was uh, wonderful. We had uh, Drew Edwards jumping in the pool and uh, placing in his events. He got second in one event. His relay placed well as well. Uh, Drew Lydig uh, performed uh, wonderfully. So uh, we had uh, Benedictine military in here, Fishburne military. And uh, we won that pretty uh, handily. So uh, next year, I told him, hey, we should do a bronze boot or yeah. silver shako or hey, something. Yeah, definitely. You're going to bring these military schools in and swim against them. But uh, we got 22 uh, members on our swim team, and uh, they look strong. Looks like we're going to get back up there and represent the prep league pretty well. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, and again, if you haven't been on campus in a while and haven't seen the, the pool area, it is top-notch. I mean, one of the best I've seen in any high school. So, we got that going for us. Um, and yeah, we it's got good. our hot tubs up. Yeah. Our training room's hot tub is moving now. Um, we can use that. We got a hot tub in the pool. Um, I'm about ready to go to Lowe's and buy a sauna for about $2,000. Nice. So, uh, UAD club members, you are helping us uh, pick up some more pieces and uh, uh, making us better. Make us better athletically. Hey, that's yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, actually, right now we have an indoor track meet going yep. on. So how's that going to be going? I know you've noticed yeah, we've been watching that. Yeah, we got an A-team indoor track meet going. Uh, looks like our jumpers are having a great day. Our sprinters are having a great day. Uh, it do, will not shock me that uh, we dominate this meet and uh, win probably by 40 to 50 points. So Nice. Um, this is the 31st. Um, Imitational that we put on here the 31st year, and uh, 
We got it this week, and then we'll have a mini next week, and then we'll send our track athletes home, and then we'll get ready for January. The big meet in January is the Fred Hardy Invitational. Classic. <clears throat> it's a big uh, classic meet, indoor meet. So uh, we're, we're getting – we're right into it. We're right nice. into everything. Nice. And last but certainly not least, the wrestling team has been doing pretty well out here lately. Wrestling team has been dominant. Uh, watched them two Wednesdays – no, last Wednesday at Fluvanna High School – they dominated Madison County, Fluvanna County, and Grace Christian. We won that uh, quad meet. Then we went into Bishop Ironton up in D.C. Out of 25 teams, we placed fourth. So uh, we were happy about that. We had some guys get some medals. And uh, Dean Hall, again, is on track for another Coach of the Year type uh, record. So they're heading to Covenant Invitational this weekend. And then next weekend, they'll be at the uh, Lee Davis Holiday Tournament. So they're, they're in some good, talented uh, matches. And, uh, but we're loaded there. So it's fun to watch them. They're aggressive. Uh, they do what their coach asks them to do. They've been trained well. And uh, probably go down there next Saturday and uh, watch a couple matches. That's good. You know, and one of the things that I like uh, as we talk about these, these winter sports teams is traditionally – you know, Fork Union's kind of known for football. It's known for PG basketball. But what a lot of people don't understand is that we also have success in all these other sports as well. And, oh, it's, and right now they're kind of all popping off, and that's really, that's really good to see. Well, our, uh, our prep football players are making a quality effort in basketball. We have a couple of football players wrestling. Um, Austin Fogg is ranked third in the state. He was a, what inside linebacker for the prep team. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of guys. I think we just grabbed a guy out of weight room. Oh, uh, Cadet Bryant got him out of weight room. He's out there. So uh, he he won the dual meets um, last week. So uh, we're happy about that. But yeah, it's been a good crossover of our uh, football started, got our spirit up, and now uh, winners taking taking it on, taking That's it right. on. The wave is on. That's good to hear, man. Very good. Um, so the last segment, as always, we're going to jump into talking about one of our classes from the past. And this year, we wanted to focus on one with some players you may have heard of. You know, we've, we've done some of the older classes. They're great, and we're going to continue to do that as well. But this week, we wanted to highlight the class of 2012, which is actually a team that I coached with you. Uh, so I know I can actually chime in on this one and, and add a little bit of insight as well. But uh, what can you tell us about the class of 2012, Coach? Class 2012 uh, was loaded with talent. We had a lot of guys, too, and uh, we performed uh, quite well. We uh, lost to Hargrave 12 to 10 on a last-second score, but overall I think we were 9-1, weren't we? Mm -hmm. We need to go down the roster and uh, say a few things. First of all, Charles Argenzio unfortunately passed away working – um, with Florida State, he was an intern, and we're, we've, I've been really sad about that for the last five weeks. I got a call from Sam Parker, who's a pseudo graduate, who said he was at the Florida State Wake Forest game, and there was a moment of silence for Charles, and I'm telling you, we're still uh, – Charles, we were blessed to have you on our roster and on our team, and uh, we think about you and your family every day. So uh, uh, that, that was a shock. Jordan is pretty good. Uh, also in 2012, we had John, Jonathan McLaughlin. We had Joshua McPherson. Uh, Sam Parker already mentioned. James Rents, who came in and did a great job. They went up to Sacred Heart. Um, 
Max Valles, who's a pretty mm. good player from UVA. Um, he spent a few years in the um, pros, so he's probably a rich man somewhere. <laughs> uh, we had Angelo Jean-Louis, who what, was a signee out of Miami, went to Marshall. Uh, we had Steve Manders, <clears throat> who went to Iowa and now is a professional uh, wrestler. So uh, we, we watch him. I think he changed his name to, you know, a stage name. So uh, keep on going. That's that's good to hear. We had Jab Jabari Garvin, who's a good player. Went out to, uh, hey, that Colorado school that's, uh, like I said, I'm still trying to thaw out. <laughs> we had Randall Anderson, who came down from Delaware and then headed off to East Carolina. We had Nelson Harris. Um who has contacted me about helping him get a GA job. So, Nelson, we haven't forgot you. We're going to try to get you done. Uh, we had Trevor Jamakowitz out of Buffalo area. We love the Buffalo guys, and he went down to UTC. Uh, there's a lot of uh, crazy stories that we can uh, talk to you about Trevor's ordeal down at <laughs> UTC. His first semester he slept on the floor at a Catholic uh, church because they didn't have enough room to uh, in the dorms for him. And then once uh, the coaching staff found out, they made way for him to, you know, find an apartment and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was, we had Derek Rivers, who's with the uh, on the uh, um, Patriots. Patriots right now. But he's on injury reserve. So uh, we had a pretty good, you know, with Valets, Rivers coming off the edge and a couple other guys. It was It was a loaded loaded bunch so. yeah i mean that that was a i feel like that string of four three four years was was always stacked now partially because i was helping with the recruiting obviously <laughs> but that's right you <laughs> should we should take it over you i remember last year your brother on your brother's podcast he he got on the washington station he was trying yeah. to predict and tell him what they should do yeah yeah it's Alex's birthday, what, a couple of days ago? Uh, yeah, birthday, his birthday man. was yesterday. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, shout out to Alex, my, my Probably brother. Probably the wildest guy we had was Austin Bray, whose brother I think is still oh, a pro. Man. Austin Bray was I remember that guy. Pretty wild quarterback from the Bray family. <laughs> and then uh, we had Michael uh, Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. He went up to Rhode Island and uh, had a pretty good uh, career. So, uh Pretty good. Pretty good. So, what stuff. were some of the other games that we played? I mean, I know you know. Again, we played Hargrave twice, and, and again, you're looking at the schedule, so you obviously have the correct answer. We lost one, we won yeah. one. What were some of the other games we played there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Talk first of all, I want to apologize because me and Chip were definitely wrong. Yeah, we were we were thinking of another class, uh, but you know, we're getting old too. We're yeah, allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you might have baby faces, but trust me, we are old. <laughs> Uh, we started out with Bethany College. You don't remember that game? Mm -hmm. Not really. We drove all the way up to this slither of West oh, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And we were out. We had to share, or we were side by side in the locker rooms. And their team was out there, about 100 of them. They started running their mouths and taunting us. And we were like, you picked the wrong team <laughs> to taunt. And then we just proceeded to go and crush them. We beat them 39 nothing. Um, we beat Lewisburg 23-18. We beat Hampton, the uh, Gators, 6-2. to 
That must have been a crazy. Whatever happened to the Hampton Gators? Are they still around? We played them two seasons ago. Then they folded, it. And then uh, the head coach went up to Jersey Coast. Mm-hmm. And something happened up there this year, and they couldn't play us. Oh, man. We beat Jairie Prep 36-9. St. Francis 27-20. Eastern Kentucky 14-12. Ray Military, 36-3. That was the uh, Hurricane Bowl. Uh, Hurricane was moving in. Everybody was saying, don't play, don't play, don't play. We said, no, we're playing. <laughs> it was kind of like hovering over top of us while we uh, beat the crap out of Gray Military. <laughs> then uh, we lost our grade 12-10. Crazy thing about that schedule. Everyone wanted to play us, but now because we – Stomp them. No one wants to play us. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it's, that's how it goes. You know, they 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 think, oh, we'll make a name for ourselves. We'll beat Fork Union, and then we come in and they're like, oh, no, we don't want to play you guys anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, again, the theme, especially with with whenever we talk about all these old teams, is uh, not just the success they have here, which is obvious, but the success that they have beyond um, Fork Union. And again, we had a few guys make it to the pros. Um, other guys making another professional. I think you said we had a professional wrestler. Like that's that's pretty. That's pretty Anders, cool. yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's cool. pretty Went awesome. Iowa played H back and full back at Iowa. Um, left there, graduated, and now he is. I think he's out in Iowa in uh, one of those WWEs or AFWEs or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> one of those independents. Maybe. Just flipping the page. What's interesting on the 2012 prep football schedule. That year was our ESPN game against ah, Hermitage, and yes. that was Hackenberg's senior year. We lost that, but then we went on one, two, three, four, five, six-game win streak. We beat Georgetown Prep, Goochland, Powhatan, Christchurch, Valley Forge, St. Chris. We lost to LCA, 36-33. Then we won four more in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so a pretty was crazy pretty year. Cool. I remember, uh, I remember that ESPN game pretty vividly, and and watching those guys from Herbertage walk out of the stadium, and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, we might have bitten off more than we could <laughs> chew here, because uh, those dudes were bigger than us without pads on. So uh, that was that was an interesting time. But yeah, like you said, Hackenberg uh, did a great job that year of, of bouncing back after that loss. I mean, again, anytime you lose a game on national TV as a high schooler, when you don't have very many national TV games, if any. Uh, that could that could cause you to crumble, and, and he bounced back from that pretty well. I think 2012 on us was the Hulk John Power year. Mm-hmm. That was that was the Hulk mm-hmm. John Power year. Yeah. So. Which we just uh, saw Hog the other day out yeah. at the uh, combine. Nathaniel Hog is uh, at Widener University. Had a pretty good year, uh, directing their offense. Uh, John Power led his high school um, to the first round of playoffs. And we just sent Coach Frank Ayrett up there to his college um, day uh, last Thursday. So it's been nice. Coach, how many times? How how many teams has Power re- rebuilt like that? Like teams that he's come in and oh, yeah. built up a lot of teams up in that Same area. Three sets. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Once again, another fourth-year guy who's good at recruiting. <laughs> hey, yep. that's the key. I mean, you know, you may have seen the underlying theme here this episode. Uh, Fork Union produces coaches that know how to evaluate talent and And john sends us players who he knows will produce right yes so he's he sent us man pretty good linebacker one year to went to syracuse played in the league for a little bit Played in the league for two years then he sent us that big defensive end that um 
we travel up there with uh, Patrick McDowell. Patrick, yeah. I'm gonna go up at four o'clock in the morning and go see this guy. <laughs> He's leaving a track at six a.m. or something. I said, well, "How tall is?" I'm laying in bed looking like, "How tall is this guy?" He said he's six five, about two fifty five. I said, "Hey man, I don't need to go." <laughs> so no, he's big, big Joshua. Good enough Nigeran, for me. Nice man. He was just elevated to the regular squad with Green Bay last weekend. So hopefully he got some playing time in you know his career. Hopefully is off and running, man. That's good Ooh. to hear. Um, so before we before we wrap up here, um, I did. You know, you wanted me to remind you of Lyndon Stevens. Uh, what can you tell us about that guy, Coach? Lyndon Stevens, another wonderful player. <clears throat> Played here at Fort Union, made plays, went off to Cincinnati, had a four-year career, um, all-conference in the uh, the American League, and then uh, got in some uh, postseason bowls and ended up being a free agent with the Saints for a while. Then he went to Denver, and now he's just picked up with um, Miami Dolphins signed a two-year deal, and he's on their regular squad. So we're happy about Lyndon and being a good good guy. Hey, that's, good that guy. sounds like, uh, you know, the motto is grind now, shine later. It sounds Ooh, like he's living yeah. it. He was living it. He's grinding it. He's always um, uh, texts me or sends me messages, and uh, uh, it's been, been a very, very good relationship on and off the field. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and again, last thing we want to do before we sign off is is once again talk about the AD Club. Uh, we've had a few members join since we last were on, and we want to make sure that we give them uh, their proper uh, respects because we do love everybody that helps us out and joins the AD Club. Um, the newest member we have, uh, most recent, is Angela Hensley. Um, yes, uh, Shannon's been putting her podcast out to the parents, our parents' association. And uh, I think Angela listened to our last one and uh, sent her donation in, and we're excited about that. Um, we are growing with our parents. I think that's our uh, 15th parent that has joined uh, the AD Club and uh, is allowing us to get better every day and uh, um, do things well. So uh, hats off to Angela, and thank you for your contribution. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. And again, you know, like we said, the, the AD Club is not just for former players, not just for alumni, not just for, uh, you know, people who were here. You know, if you have any connection to the school or, or just want to help out, uh, join the AD Club. Again, link in the description. Make sure you check it out. The money does help. And, you know, we don't ask for a lot, uh, but it does go a long way. And we do appreciate everything that we get. And once again, if you do sign up for the AD Club, we'll shout you out on the next podcast. Uh, make sure that, you know, and again, if you want a shirt or something, we can shoot you a shirt. Uh, or if you just want to come by and say, hey, we are hoping that you'll come by and hang out with us a little bit. If you notice I'm wearing a new cage jacket that nobody recognized today. <laughs> but uh, if you notice, this is the AD Club allowed me to buy 25 cage jackets for our baseball program and some of our faculty and staff who hopefully we'll recognize that it's new and say, hey, where'd you get that? Like it's in the box. I'll give you one. I'm really hoping I noticed it enough today, Coach, I can get one. <laughs> Walk through the mess hall, no one even noticed it. Shout out to Becca Stinson, the new Stony person. Hey, man, where'd you get that new thing? I'll tell you what. I, I got to say, uh, the gear that you've been ordering has been top notch. You know, we've definitely yeah. stepped it up a notch in terms of our – Like the hat you got on. Yeah, this nice hat I'm wearing. 
that cage jacket. When I was tired, I told her business people, we're going to look good and we're going to eat good. So, Hey, I think both of those are checked. You were out there waiting on the pizzas. I think we checked both those boxes. Five pizzas and one fish sandwich because we have a cadet who only eats fish. I'm like, you sure? You don't want a pizza? I like it. I was hey. like, what are you doing uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday when there's no fish in the mess <laughs> Sardines in your room. Hey, I guess, I guess uh, you know, if, he, if the food's being ordered and he can put an order in, I guess that's fish what he's going to do. Man. Fish sandwich all day. Fish sandwich. Oh, man. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all we have for this episode. Again, uh, thanks for watching. Please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're enjoying the content. Um, make sure you check out the website for the AD club for the upcoming schedule. Uh, and as always, um, and we should have announcement in the next 24 hours about who made all state. I hear there you three go. of our prep guys that made all state and, uh, a couple of guys were on will mention. So nice. Yeah. Cool. So go ahead and Stay follow tuned. us on social media. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got it all. Uh, put the links in the description for all that stuff so that way you guys can check that out and keep up with us in a more uh, timely manner than just a once a week podcast. But we'll be back again next week with more uh, Schumann Says. Thanks for hanging out.